Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Light of Life podcast. I'm your host, Naomi, and today I'm here with Jamie. Jamie, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you so much, Naomi. Thank you for having me. My name is Jamie Sherling, and I am happy to be here. I am an author, a mother, and a whole bunch of other things. So I'm just excited to have a nice conversation today. Yes, thank you, Jamie, for coming on to the podcast today um, and um, being willing to share your story. And I have some questions for you. And um, the first question I have is, what type of cancer were you diagnosed with? Well, I was officially dosed with two different kinds. So I can talk recent or I can go back to the beginning, whatever you prefer. Um, we can go back to the beginning. <laughs> sure. So in 2018, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. It was, you can, people can at me for medical terms, but I believe it was invasive ductal carcinoma. And I think I was stage 2A is what I'm remembering. So that was my diagnosis in May-ish of 2018. And do you want me to keep going? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> Fast forward to July, no, I'm going to say May or June of 2021, I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. So breast cancer, but different than different than the other diagnosis. Wow, so you've been diagnosed with two different types of breast cancer. Yes, it's very, it can be a bit of a tough thing to wrap your brain around, or at least it was for me, because for most people, you have breast cancer, and you think, okay, so there's something in my breast that shouldn't be there, and we'll figure that out. But now, with my second diagnosis, there was a tumor growing around my spine, and cancer in my liver so it's like do you have liver cancer no i don't have liver cancer but i have metastatic breast cancer so the way my oncologist i love my oncologist in a very healthy appropriate boundaries way he's a lovely human and he said well you know the this cancer cells they went to sleep and then they just woke up somewhere else (laughs) okay so it's kind of like the same cancer but yet it's in a totally different part of your body so then theoretically your treatment's going to be different your symptoms will be everything will be different so different and the same wow um and so like for your treatment did you have chemotherapy radiation or both the first uh, both actually both times i had to think about that i had my first diagnosis i had about five months of chemotherapy six weeks of radiation uh, second time around, mm, only five days. I say only, and it's all relative, but only five days because that was in comparison to six weeks of radiation. And I'm actually still in treatment, so it's weird. I'm like, I have been in treatment since July of 21, so I'm still in treatment. Wow. I chemo yesterday. Mm. And so what... What do you feel is the most physically challenging part of chemotherapy and radiation? That's a great question. Um, they're very different, at least it was for me. The, the first time around, when I had radiation, I didn't feel anything during. Like def- definitely not during when it was happening. And then I saw a radiation oncologist every week, and 
kind of, how you doing? How you doing? Fine, fine, fine. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll just not have anything from this. And she said, uh, no, you're not going to be that lucky. So I'm very glad she told me that you're, sometimes your side effects can be after. And that's what happened to me. So I didn't during, but then it was about, I don't know, 10 days later, felt like my skin was on fire, like fire, fire. And lots of lotion and aloe and lotion and aloe and and then it, it went away luckily so that's good and then the second time I had radiation I really don't remember any side effects but I wonder if it was because it was so short in comparison like it was five days as opposed to six weeks so I don't remember side effects from that one which yay um oof now chemo that's a whole different animal I have, what did you say again? I want to answer the question correctly. Um, we're, we're like the most physically challenging parts of chemotherapy and radiation. Mm. See, I had more emotional challenges truly than physical. So that's why it's like, that's what I wanted to say, but I won't. Um, physically, fatigue has been hard. You know, I am usually a very high energy person and I do not have the energy usually that I did. So that's hard. So fatigue, I luckily don't throw up very often. I'm so grateful. I do, I've had waves of nausea. Like that's what happens the most. Like I feel a little like seasick, but I don't throw up very often, which is good. And then my newest one, which is actually really challenging is I have neuropathy. So my hands hurt kind of all the time. It's really not great. And this is very new, like within the last two weeks. So I'm in the throes of dealing with it right now so I'm a little extra salty about it mm. but that's got to be one of the hardest ones because I, I use my hand you don't think how much you use your hands maybe I don't know maybe some people do but I didn't and at my full-time job I'm remote worker and I'm pretty much at a computer all day so like typing doesn't feel great and even now like picking things up kind of hurts and it's like oh fantastic basically anything involving my hands so that's challenge for sure Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you mentioned you had a lot of emotional challenges. Uh, what were some of those emotional challenges during this time of your life? It is vain. I willingly, I mean, I'm, is this on, will they see video? No, well, I don't audio. Hmm. Well, Just audio. Well, I'm going to paint a picture for you, the listeners. I am wearing this, I think, fabulous sequin jacket. Most people think it's pretty <laughs> fabulous. Like it's sequins, like many different color sequins. Pretty awesome. So I'm a little vain. I like to look a certain way and losing my hair was really, really hard for me. And I often say that, so I had a double mastectomy. So as some people say, the girls are gone. Like I, I had, I had the double mastectomy and I didn't have reconstructive surgery. So that was a choice I made for me, but losing my hair was often a lot harder than that because I found that your body, like different clothes can show different things or you can wear prosthetics, <laughs> salute. But your hair, I feel like, sure, you could wear a wig and you can do things. But for me, like hair was such an identity for me because I had always, in fact, I'm, oh, look at your hair. I used to have just really long hair. I had long hair my whole life. And then even as I get older, I cut different lengths and things. But in between treatments like I had, hair and then I lost it the first time and that was hard and it started to grow back and I played with color it was super fun like I had teal and purple and red and rose gold and 
lavender. I was doing, I mean, I had a great time with it. And so then when I lose my hair a second, I'm like, oh, here we go again. So, and I feel like too, yes, you can wear a wig or maybe you wear a cap, but it's partly you, like you just wake up or you take a shower and it's like, oh, there's not hair to wash. But also if you decide to wear nothing, and you just go out and your my head looks like there's little pieces of hair. It's almost like you look sick, I think, sometimes. So you get, whereas with my body, I feel like people didn't even notice. Whereas your hair, it's like, oh, you're in treatment. So it's almost like you have your own emotions, but then there are other people's emotions that you might be rolling into that too. So that was hard for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, what advice do you have to other people who are currently battling cancer or other chronic illnesses? Oh gosh, where to begin? I don't know. I think there are a lot of things I can say, but one is, I feel like this is an overarching umbrella for all the things is to be whatever this means to you, like to be good to yourself in any way you can, because what you're going through is likely pretty hard, whether it's hard emotionally, hard physically, hard mentally. It it could be hard. It could be hard in all of those ways. So if there are things that bring you joy, even whether it's something tiny, the tiniest thing, and that makes you happy, hang on to it, find a way, do things that bring you joy. And this is, I'll say this advice and (laughs) a friend was listening like yeah right but accept help that is hard that is hard for me I'm a lot better than I used to be than this I'm independent I can do it all myself and strong and independent woman but sometimes you really you could use a hand and allowing people to help you but then if possible and I know this would probably be challenging but I encourage it anyway is if you know what would help is to tell people because sometimes people might get this assumption of like, oh, you have cancer. And I will say, I am not trying to, no disrespect to someone wanting to help because it's great, but they don't know. And so they think, I'll send you a blanket. I'll send you lemon drops or a gift basket. And those are all lovely and that's so kind. But what if... 10 different people sent you blankets and you had 10 blankets. You're like, I don't, where do I go with all these blankets? So what help is to you might not come to mind for someone else. Like for me right now, somewhere to ask, I actually have a list and my best friend does the list too, because people might ask rather than eh, whatever, like well, if they do whatever they might do or get or try something that actually isn't helpful and they want to help. So if it's, I would like a gift card to this massage therapist that I go see, or to this restaurant that I like to eat at, or, and it might be like, wow, geez, you're really like telling people what to do. Well, they ask you how they can help. So if you know those things, yeah, you know, accept the help that you want, not what they think you might want because they don't know, Mm -hmm. or they might assume incorrectly. Yes, I think you brought up a really good point. It's really important um, for you to um, um, you to like specify uh, the 
the kind of help you need. And I think that would be really, that, that's so beneficial for any kind of challenge or situation. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't, you've heard me, I didn't mention a meal train. I've had that, you know, the meal train where people bring you food. I did that once and it was helpful, but I didn't need it for a while. Whether it's house cleaning again, and you might hear something like, nah, I don't need help with that. I'm fine with that. But I can really use help with this. Then tell people that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, is there anything else you would like to share? Mm-hmm. Taking care of your mental health is really important. Mm-hmm. So I am a big advocate, I think, and that is hard. I know I I could go into a whole thing about how I feel about mental health in our country, and I think it is lacking in lots of things. But if possible, anyway, if you have access to mental health care, might really be good right now because especially if you're in it, and that's hard, I know. Like, oh my gosh, one more appointment and all the things. And if you're going to all these appointments and dealing with physical or this challenge, but no Mm -hmm. matter what, all the things you're going through, it's probably in some way taking a toll on your mental health, even just to have someone to talk to who's not a friend, who's not your doctor, who's not your partner or spouse or whatever person might be in your life and those people are all great and they want to help but having someone who's specifically focusing on mental health and getting to talk to them just any again I guess that's back to what I said earlier anything you can do to take care of you do it and yeah take care of yourself and and take care of yourself and also let people take care of you and hang in there because whatever you're going through is probably really hard so I am just a stranger sending you my best and saying hang in there one day at a time do what you can do your best and live your life best you can yes um m- mental health is just as important as physical health um and um especially if you have um if, if you have a chronic illness or other physical challenges uh um you um um, it could absolutely uh, take a toll on your mental health, and so it's always so important to keep to to, to keep both in check. <laughs> Thank you so much okay. for coming onto the podcast today, Jamie. <laughs> Thank you, Naomi, again. Thank you for inviting me, and thanks for having me.